This is Dale Jr., and you're listening to Dirty Mo' Radio. That's I Should Leave Right Now by The Dangerous Summer. Thanks to Hopeless Records for providing today's theme song. This is Dale Hart Jr. for another episode of the Dale Jr. Download with co-host Tyler Overstreet. How's it going, Tyler? It's going good. It's going good. It's a big week. It is a big week. Um, obviously, just come home from Phoenix and surprisingly ended up finishing 10th in that race when we, I don't know, we, where, where did we run most of the race? Um, about 15th. Right? Yeah. So, how did we finish 10th? Let's talk about that. A lot of guys, uh, you know, if you run really well in that race, it's hard to pit and give up that track position because it's so hard to pass. So, what happened at the end of the race was a lot of guys chose to stay out when they were given the opportunity to pit. And then the guys like myself that had been running 15th all day got to come in and get tires. And so you saw me, uh, Stenhouse, Eric Almirola, and a couple of the guys sneak in there and get a top 10 finish because of those new tires on that last run. Uh, there was a bit of a shakeup on the restart that cost a lot of guys some positions, and we were able to come out on the good end of that, where Brad Kozlowski and a few other guys got together, went their separate ways down in turn one. I'm not sure exactly what happened there, but we gained a ton of spots right there at that restart. Uh, we I think we'd gotten ourselves as high as eighth or ninth and, and then caught Ryan Blaney and uh, had a little hard time getting around him. I didn't set that set that pass up very well, so a couple I lost a few spots to to some guys trying to get by Ryan. But um, overall, a great finish compared, uh, considering how we fought all day long. The, um, the car, when the race started, was not good. We were about a 20th place car. Greg made some really good changes around midway through the race. We were, um, I was dropping the track bar inside the car to give the car rear grip on entry and on throttle on exit of the corner. Greg was taking a lot of wedge out under the pit stops and also dropping air pressure on the right side, which really was helping our car. Um, we were really high and thought that's where we needed to be, but uh, as we came down on that right side air pressure, air pressure it really helped our car. Uh, we had plenty of speed on the on the beginning of the sticker runs, which tells me that we could afford to come off the air pressure a little bit if we have great takeoff speed, uh, but no long run speed. The air, the tires typically can be over inflating on the long run. So uh, made some great adjustments, got the car driving pretty good, and ended up with a decent finish. Had a lot of things going on in this race for the entire field. Matt Kenseth picks up an emotional win. Uh, we, I think everybody there was ha- happy to see Matt win. I know a lot of people were pulling for Chase to get it done. I don't think anybody would have disappointed, been disappointed with either of those guys winning the race, especially after what's happened in the last several weeks between Chase and Denny Hamlin. And we had another uh, episode of that this particular weekend where Chase and Denny got together, and it cost Denny to get into the fence with a flat left front tire. You, you got a pretty good view of that one. That was... Um... Interesting. I didn't anticipate Chase. Um, I didn't think Chase was going to get him back, honestly. Um, but more power to Chase. He um, 
that's what he felt like he needed to do. And I think he got his point across that he was not happy and did not forget Martinsville. Yeah. From what I saw on the replay of the 11 car and the 24 in the race, it didn't look like it was an intentional thing. You thought it was. You don't You don't think he bumped him in the middle of three and four and then squeezed him high on purpose? Well, he did bump him maybe in the middle of three and four, but he, did, he if he wanted to wreck him, he would have wrecked him right then. Just now, turned him around? Off, yeah. If he wanted to really go after him and wreck him, he would have wrecked him when he first hit him. Yeah. I mean, but, I don't know that he intended – like. I don't know. I don't think anybody's smart enough to be like, oh, if I like brush this guy up against the wall, his tire's going to go flat in five laps. Yeah, Denny didn't brush the fence. There was a little bit of room. It was tight. The 24 got into uh, his left front fender and, and it d- did cut the tire. I don't know that. I definitely know Chase wasn't giving him a lot of room and was racing him really hard, but I think if Chase really wanted to dump him, he would have dumped him when he got to his bumper. Um, nobody, I don't think, is that clever to slice his tire you know it's not like um yeah you're not like the little rascals where in the the main race they've got the tire daggers coming out the side right. you could just or stab grease. their tire yeah they had that car in greece in greece uh when they were racing in the aqueduct right so it hit a hit a button and it had little razors come out and cut up the quarter cut up the whole door of the car um i think he was trying to get his point across it was unfortunate that Denny ended up blowing that tire. I mean, I don't know. I'm sure Chase doesn't feel bad about it, but I don't know that, that was his intent. Yeah. Anyhow, regardless of how that all worked out, um, do you think Chase that, nor... Do you think that carries over, or do you think they're done? I, I don't think it's over. I mean, it, it, I don't think any, either one of them wants to be on the wrong end of it anymore. Right. I think they're tired of that part but i don't think they're going to do anything do anybody do do each other any favors either it's just really uh you know if it carries if it carries on it'll probably just carry on for one more race and then they'll get over it in the off season um neither one of them made it to the playoffs we have our championship four or the, the neither one of them made it to the championship round in homestead we have our championship four martin Strix jr kyle bush kevin harvick and brad keselowski so um, let's talk about who the favorites are for those of those four drivers. I don't know if it, it's uh, easy to pick a favorite. I think Truex has to be the favorite. He had a quiet but, round, and in this last why do you round, think his round. Well, how do you make him the favorite if he's had a quiet round? No, no. So I'm, this is what I'm going to say. He had for him a quiet round in this the round of eight with yeah, finishes but, of second, second, and third. But you can't run second, second, and third and win a championship. He's going to be fine. He's okay. He's so fast on the mile and a half. All right. Who you don't think so? Well, from the when if you're just looking at the most recent performance, I think you got to say Kyle Busch or Kevin Harvick are now the favorites, and that's probably just fine with Martin Truex Jr. I don't think that they want to go in there with a target on their back. Um, nobody's talking about Brad Keselowski. Uh, they haven't been that fast. I've watched them over the last several weeks, and they've they've had some. They've had some, in, you know, uncharacteristic struggles throughout practice, throughout race weekends, uh, throughout throughout race events. But you know, they'll be bringing their A game. We'll see if they got what it takes. But I think Kevin Harvick is the guy that kind of stands out to me as as the guy that has the has the most momentum right now. Um, and he he's ran well at uh, Homestead. Kyle Busch will be running in the top three all night long. You can guarantee that. Um, 
Martin is going to have his workout. I, you know, it was probably a lot of people thought maybe Martin's championship to lose several weeks ago, but I don't think so anymore. I think Kyle Busch and Harvick have performance-wise looked a little bit better over the last several weeks. If they line up one, two, three, four for an overtime restart, who would you take? The guy that's controlling the restart. You would just take, okay. I would take the guy who controls the restart, the leader. Of those three cars, they're so competitive, they're probably going to run about the same speed over the next, you know, couple laps. I don't. I mean, if Harvick, Harvick's probably maybe the one that can get it done if he's not the control car. He's a, he's a he's aggressive enough and smart enough and clever enough that I think that he might could win with a lesser car. Rest, not controlling the restart. I got you. Is what I mean. The guy that controls the restart has a you know, huge advantage on that last restart, especially a track like Homestead, which is kind of wore out. You're going to spin your tires. It's going to be important to get great traction on that restart. I think Harvick is the guy that, if they, you know, and if you line any of them up side by side and have them run two laps, I give it to Harvick every time. But um, I think Kyle Busch is probably going to be the one that shows the most speed throughout the weekend. But you think Harvick's going to find a way but to if, get it done? Yep. If it comes down, if it's close at all, I think Harvick is the one that can edge it out. And I don't know, I just don't know how I feel about, about tricks over the last couple of weeks. I don't. I don't know whether they dialed it back a little bit. They've been a little conservative with their cars, trying not to get in the doghouse with NASCAR. And maybe they'll, you know, maybe they have a little bit more on the shelf that they just haven't shown or haven't needed to show over the last couple of weeks. I'm still going Truex. All right, you're going Truex. I want. I mean, I'm pulling. Obviously, yeah. Yeah, people. There's two different ways to look at it: where your heart is and where your brain is. And my heart's with Martin. My brain's with Harvick. But Kyle Busch, I think, will have the most speed all weekend. Kyle Busch will be the fastest of the four. So he's going to be the wild card. I just don't know. You know, Kyle seems to f- have bad luck sometimes, you know, at the oddest times. Yeah, but him and Harvick have both won the championship by winning the race at Homestead in this format. So yep. they both have proved they can do it. Truex was in the finals two years ago. And obviously Brad's a former champion. So it's going to be a really, really exciting Final Four. I know. Um, it. I know it would have been cool if Jimmy could have made it to go for eight. But I think this Final <laughs> Four is really good. Yep. Jimmy will go. Jimmy will be back in the op- with the opportunity next season. Also this weekend, we got some big things happening for Junior Motorsports. We big, got big things, yes. Yeah, the Xfinity Series is wrapping up their championship as well. Um. HMS JRM pit crews were stuck in Arkansas after having to make an emergency landing uh, with an electrical issue, and we had to get some backup pit crews. We still ended up winning the race. Those guys did an awesome job. Kudos to those guys, right? Right. I mean, those guys woke up that morning thinking, I'm going to pit X car, and then all of a sudden, two hours before the race, they're like, you got to pit these cars that are going for the championship. So that cannot be easy. Um, But kudos and thank you to those guys who stepped in. Because they, I mean, you got to have everybody chip in to win these championships. And those guys are going to be a factor or be a player if we're going to have got this done. So, yeah. William Byron wins. William Byron wins another race uh, for Junior Motorsports. That puts Byron Sadler and Al Geyer in the championship four going up against Daniel Hemrick for RCR. All Chevys. All Chevys. So, talk about this. Going into Homestead. Who's driving for RCR this weekend? 
Um, Ben Kennedy is in the two, I think. I think Scott Legacy is in the three. And then yep. their normal guys, Brandon Jones and Brandon Gone. Right. So how does that how, – how about that? That's like a new rule where, like, Austin Dillon can't race or Ty can't race in this final event. I think that if Austin – you know, that that if Austin were racing or if Ty were racing, that, that would give RCR a bit of an advantage because those two guys are really, you know, talented. Right. Uh, they'll be able to – uh, understand their cars, improve their cars, help the, help Hemrick understand his car and improve his car. So, but that's an interesting new twist on the Xfinity series going into Homestead is there are no cup drivers racing in the, uh, racing in those cars. So obviously Justin's going to be without Jason Burdett because they had a penalty after home or after Phoenix. So that may put the seven at a disadvantage, but I think Justin, Justin ran so well there last year Yep. to where, and I know he, felt like he maybe gave something up he obviously brushed the wall a couple times but he was going for it last year so i, I wouldn't count him out just because he's not going to have burdett i wouldn't either i think that um that team will be uh burdett will do a great job this week of preparing that team i think that he will get a qualified individual to fill in on that box for him absolutely and i don't think that they're going to miss a beat i feel just as confident about algar in this championship with or without jason I know, and and that's because I know how good Jason is and how well he'll prepare this team. Um, so we got three guys going against Hemrick. It's uh, you know hopeful. We got a great shot at it. We got them outnumbered, and hopefully one of our guys is going to pull it off for Junior Motorsports to get us another championship. Moving on to Homestead this weekend. Um, this is a you know, honestly, there's not a lot going on for me personally this week. I bet people are wondering, you know, what we're up to. We're actually um, working on our DIY show a little bit this week, and then we're going to go up to Homestead on Thursday evening. So I'm not really doing anything abnormal or out of the ordinary leading up into this last event. I don't, uh, I haven't really had a chance to look at my schedule for Friday, Saturday, or Sunday. Um, we'll see how that goes. I'm sure it's going to fill up. We're going to have, a, we're going to be doing a lot of fun things. We're going to try. I'm going to try to get Tyler to do a really good job of covering all this on social media. You're going to try. Me. Yeah. We'll I'm going to say, hey, Tyler, hold my phone yep. and record this and put it on Instagram. We'll do it. So I'm going to try real hard to get Tyler to do that for, for, for myself, for everyone else, so everybody can see what we got going on because we'll be busy every day. Um, also, we want to talk about something going on in Vegas. Yes. Yeah. So how many tickets do we have left for this thing? Are they not sold yet? Um, it's down to under 200. So Gosh. It's getting All right, close. So this is a really cool event. I want everybody to hear me, hear me about this. Uh, it's the appreciation event. It's kind of like the, the final, it's uh, like the end of the appreciation tour. Really? It is the end. Yeah. It's the end. It's the final event for the appreciation tour. This is, we've been thinking about what we can do for the fans. It's November the 28th in Vegas. Um, you can buy tickets on NASCAR.com. Also checked out our pin tweets on and Facebook and Instagram, but basically um, I'm going to host it. Like we thought about getting this, you know, special host, but who cares? I'm going to do it. Uh, Mike Davis is going to co-host it with me because I think Mike's pretty funny and he knows me really well. Mike and I guess you and a few other people have picked the guest that will be there. So we're going to bring people out and talk about my career, their impact on it. I don't know who these people are. All these, 
all these guests are going to be a big surprise. And so I don't know anything else about the show. So it's going to be kind of difficult hosting it, but let's go have some fun on November 28th. We'll have a few beers. We're going to tell some great stories and shed a few tears. So have a few beers and shed a yeah. few tears. <laughs> that should have been the slogan the whole time. Yeah, no kidding. So I'm really, really looking forward to this event. And the great thing about it is, so I'm going to, I'm, I'm going to tell the truth. Mike and NASCAR and everybody was coming at us about doing something in Vegas. And I said, I, I, I don't want to do anything that's going to be uh, making anyone a profit or trying to do anything that's going to sell tickets, uh, you know, to profit. So we're every dime, er, 100% of the proceeds will go to the um, Nationwide Children's Hospital. So, I mean, every single dime. So nobody gets a dime of this money. Know that your, you know, the money you're paying for your ticket is going directly to the fa- to the hospital. Uh, you're doing, you know, you're going to be doing something great. You're going to go and have a lot of fun, and you're in Vegas. I mean, that's awesome. Right, Vegas so, is awesome. So yeah, so I'm looking for. This is like the one championships week that I'm actually really looking forward to. Um, aside from you know, sometimes those banquets. You remember how long the banquets are? Yeah, I sat in. I sat in it last year, and it what was, was it, like painfully four or five long. hours. I yeah, think it was this year the banquet though is only an hour and a half. Yeah, there's no like formal dinner portion, so you don't you can just get in there, do your awards, and then bam. Hell yeah, that's that's what I'm talking about. So we're gonna have a fun time uh, in Vegas. We got a lot of things going on there. The other side, oh, uh, we got a lot of things going on other than the appreciation event that I'm excited about. That appreciation event is sort of the marquee event for us. The reason why we're going. Um. So check it out on NASCAR.com. Again, check out the pinned tweets on my Twitter, Facebook, Instagram. Uh, get a ticket. Come out there. Let's have some fun. All right. Now we're getting to our Ask Junior questions. As always, we get these on Twitter using the hashtag Ask Junior. First question at Carl D Edward ninety nine asked, "What is your favorite memory with Matt Kenseth over the years?" Well, um, man, it's tough to say. We, you know, we've had a lot of good fun races on the racetrack, but I enjoy riding bikes with my with Matt. We cycle together, um, so that's probably one of the things that I love the most. And I hope that I'll be able to continue to do as we broadcast the uh, races next year. I hope that they'll still be able to go on rides with those guys because there's several drivers out, out on these rides. And it's just a lot of fun because we, we, that's really the only time that we get to sit down and talk and see what's going on with when each other. When you first met Matt, did you ever anticipate that you guys would be cycling together? No, much less friends. I, you know, I wasn't sure how to interact with my competitors. And I looked at every competitor as like an enemy and – um, didn't want to be friends with them, didn't know how to be friends with them. So, uh, you know, I, I, I didn't know that we would become as good a pals as we've been over the years. And, and it's, uh, it's a, it's a real, it's a friendship that I really appreciate and value. So we've had a lot of good races together and, you know, it's going to be, uh, interesting to see how he handles this last one. I know that he was emotional after his win, which he, you know, rightly so. Um, I guess we'll both be going through those emotions this weekend together. So hopefully we get some time to spend this weekend talking about it and, 
and enjoying this together. You know, I would love to share this uh, this last race and that these, these last few moments with Matt for sure. They just unveiled his car for the weekend. He'll be running his rookie car. Yep. As you'll be running your rookie car, so that'll be kind that's of right. Cool. Yep. Me and Matt talked earlier. I knew about him unveiling his. I knew about him being able to run this rookie car several weeks ago, and he asked me if he thought. He thought we should take a picture. So me and him are going to get a photo made sometime during the weekend with our two cars and ourselves, uh, which should be something me and him will really appreciate having down the road. At Real130 asked, did you have any luck on your hunt last week? Nope. Did you shoot anything? Good question. Good question, Real. Real130. Hey, you, you're, the one that te- you're the one that picked that question. I know. I was, Basically, I was giving you the opportunity to say no that you, you knew i didn't have anything <laughs> you knew funny. i didn't harvest a deer i know all right i haven't pulled a bow on a deer in like three or four years i'm getting a little annoyed um but there is promise my uh brother-in-law lw and my grand uh my uncle robert jr both missed big boys uh during the same week while I was hunting with them. So the deer are out there. We just got to sit in the right stand and be there at the right time. Um, I'm looking forward to maybe going after Thanksgiving another time with my, with some friends and maybe my nephew, Jeffrey. And uh, maybe again in uh, sometime in January uh, with muzzleloader. So we'll see. All right. At Chumpy D asked, with your Dirty Mo radio show, Undam Restricted, finishing up its first year, what are your thoughts about that show? You know, I've really become a fan. I, I wasn't right, real sure about how it was going to be perceived or how whether it would, be, it would be appreciated and what it would accomplish. But I think that it's a lot of fun to listen to. Dado's a cool, cool guy. He's kind of the, the, the right guy for doing that type of show. He's got a great personality, great delivery, and uh, just, he's just fun to listen to. And I like, even if you don't agree with what he's saying, it's fun to hear him say it. Uh, he's, he's very opinionated, which is great. Uh, so you can get on there and listen and agree or disagree. Uh, he's very, you know, very fun. So I'm pretty proud of the show. It's actually, I can't take any credit for it. Mike Davis and Dado put it together. It's their idea. Um, so I can't sit here and take much credit for it, but it's, it's great. I hope they continue to, uh, you know, have a great show. You know, without me on the racetrack, I don't. You know, the show probably is going to evolve a little bit, uh, but it should still be a great show geared toward the fans, by the fans, for the fans. It's going to be uh, hopefully a long running show for us for a while. It's also been fun to get to know Datto and the guys on that show. They're super yeah. nice, and they could not be cooler. They've come to a lot of races this year. I agree. At DE88 underscore rocks asked, how many takes did it take to shoot the Mountain Dew commercials with Dewey Ryder, Danny McBride? They are hilarious. Yeah, Danny uh, McBride is a professional actor, man, so we didn't have to have too many takes. And the great thing about him is is I didn't, I had to play myself. That's pretty easy, just be you. Um, he had to be a character and... He just ad libs. Like we would, we would, we would do several different takes, but he would say something different every time, and they would just file all that information and, and uh, file all those takes away, and then edit it together and use the ones they like the best. Uh, but he, we shot all day long. He shot a lot, uh, even even after I was done. He was still shooting and going into the wee hours of the of the evening 
or the morning. But uh, he put in a lot of work. You know, it looks like a lot of fun. It's really funny. And uh, they did a great job producing and editing it. But Danny, uh, Danny's a professional and put, put in a lot of work to make that, make that uh, as good as it possibly could be. He doesn't do commercials, you know. He's a movie star, so it, I, felt, I felt a little bit as if it was a big favor for him to, to be a part of that. At Matt Action asked, do you have to move out of the driver-owner motor coach lot next year because you won't be driving? Man, that's a good question. I, there's a couple different lots, uh, but I think I'll be able to stay in the driver-owner motor coach lot if, during the weekends when I'm broadcasting. Otherwise, you're going to have to be camping with everybody else. We'll see how it goes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make a few phone calls, and we'll see. At WRIP1937 asked, how many people are on your guest list for Homestead? You probably know this answer. There's like 15. So your mom and stepdad, Willie, will be there. Obviously, Kelly yep. LW, Carson That's will be right. there. Um, the pilots are actually coming to the race yeah, the pilots Jeff, are coming. Jeff, the lead pilot, he said he's never been to the racetrack like, and actually gone out to the race part. So that'll be interesting. Yep. Um, Big Tone will be there. Big Tone will be there. Mike Davis will be there. Um, yep. It's Sonny Lunsford and his wife and my cousin Stacy. Yeah, so there's about 15 people. It'll be fun, but you're not going overboard and inviting everybody you know. No, we didn't do that. Um we just kind of invited an inner circle. Obviously, anybody's welcome to come. Right. I mean, if yeah. you want, yeah. You know, if any of my friends want to go to the race, get it. You know, they, we can get them a ticket. But uh, we just did, we didn't. We only had a limited amount of seats uh, in in our mode of transportation, and we filled them up. All right, that's all the Ask Junior questions for this week. As always, you can send us the questions using hashtag Ask Junior, and we'll pick those off of Twitter. If you love Dale Jr., then Exalta Racing is your go-to social media account on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. It brings you insider's info all weekend long on the 88 team. It's at Exalta Racing, a must-follow for any Dale Jr. fan. Looking ahead, Friday, we got practice and qualifying. Qualifying's at 6 p.m. Eastern on NBC Sports Network. Saturday, we got two practices. We have the Xfinity Race at 3.30 in the afternoon. Yes, it's going to go you know, into the twilight. It'll go into the night. Uh, that's at Eastern Time on NBC Sports Network. And then the race is at 2.30 Eastern on NBC, the big network. Yep. You'll be on the pre-race show. You've got an interview, a sit-down interview with Bob Costas that will air live during the pre-race for that. So I got you. I thought we were also doing something with somebody else. Friday morning, you're going to do an interview with Michael Strahan that will air on Good Morning America on okay. Monday. These are the things that I'm talking about where I'm going to hand you my phone and say, right. put this in my Insta story. Insta story. So everybody go, everybody go on my Instagram. I'm going to be putting stuff on my Insta story. At Dale Jr. At D-A-L-E-J-R. Yeah, that's right. That's All right. you. Everybody have a good week. I'm going back to work on the uh, DIY project, and we'll see you in Homestead. See ya.
Dale Jr. Download and all Dirty Mo Radio podcasts are made possible by Exalta. You can subscribe to all eight programs on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, and all major podcasting outlets. As always, you can listen to Dirty Mo Radio podcasts on DaleJr.com. Follow us on Twitter at Dale Jr., at Overstreet Tyler, and at Dirty Mo Radio. Also, check out the Dirty Mo Radio Facebook page. Thanks for listening to Dirty Mo Radio. 